Hey there, I'm Lauren Hicks, pastor of Pacific Christian Center in Santa Maria, California. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. It's my prayer that this message strengthens your faith and draws you closer to God. Now enjoy today's message. You may be seated. Aren't you glad you came to church today, everybody? Aren't you glad you're here? We're so happy that you're here. We're so glad that you are here today. And if this is your first time at Pacific Christian, this Sunday is a little bit different. We don't do it this way every Sunday, but we're so honored to have you here. And we would love to serve you and be a blessing in your life in any way that we can. In fact, if you're new with us, maybe it's your first or second or third time here and you want to get connected in the church in front of you, the back of the pew there is a QR code. You can take your smartphone and uh, use your camera and go to that QR code. It'll bring up a short little form and help us get acquainted with you. We simply like to write you and thank you for being our guest today. And uh, we'd like to have the opportunity to serve you and to help you to be a blessing in your life, to point you to your next steps uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ. So we're glad that you are here today. I want to talk to you just for a few moments and my time here will be brief and we're going to close today. You may be asking the question, Pastor Lauren, why are we doing all this today? I mean, why, why a special Sunday for the ministry of Pacific Christian School and preschool? Why would we do this? Maybe you're asking even a deeper question, a more fundamental question. Maybe you belong here to Pacific Christian Center uh, and this is your home church. You worship here on a regular basis. And maybe you're wondering about the investment in Christian education and whether it's a wise investment. Maybe you're wondering, is, uh, is this what we should really be doing? I mean, with all the things that we could be doing, you know, there's lots of things that churches can do and lots of different ministries that we can involve ourselves in. Why would we make the ministry of Pacific Christian School and Preschool a significant part of our church? I mean, why the investment of finances and resources? I mean, why the investment? I mean, why would we allocate so much of the property here of the church to Pacific Christian School and Preschool. Why would we do that? Maybe you're asking some, some kind of deeper fundamental types of questions. Well, there is a conviction, first of all, that we share here that you need to know about. And that conviction, and if you, you stick around here for a length of, of time, if you're around here not very long, in fact, if you hang out with me, you're gonna hear this as well. We have a conviction that God has called us to reach the next generation. Last uh, Sunday night during our vision meeting here at the churches, we talked about the future. We celebrated this past year and we talked about the future where some of the things we believe that God has put on our hearts as we continue to move forward over, over the next few years here as a church. I told you last uh, Sunday evening that the overwhelming burden of my heart is that we pass on our faith in the next generation. That we not just keep it for ourselves, that we not turn inwardly focused and we make church about us and our happiness and our, our preferences, but that we take seriously the command of scripture to pass this gospel of Jesus Christ to our children and to our grandchildren and to our great grandchildren. Sometimes we sing this song right here, the blessing, I think that's what it's called. And it says even to a thousand generations. Amen. Do, do you believe I'm, I'm thinking Jesus is going to come back before a thousand generations, but if he doesn't, I'm claiming that every time we sing that song, Lord, my descendants for a thousand generations to serve you and to know you. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about reaching your children for Jesus. I'm passionate about your grandchildren coming to know the Lord. I'm passionate about us not losing this next generation. And I, I think the reason the passion is so strong in my heart, not only has God given me that passion, but the statistics don't look good. 
I hate to be the bearer of bad news this morning, but the statistics of children that grow up in church remaining with their faith as adults and remaining strong believers and continuing in what they have been taught, the statistics are not good. But I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe in the word of God. And I believe if a church will love the next generation, that God can help us reach them and help them be planted on a foundation that will serve them, not only as children, not only as teenagers, but that will serve them all the days of their life. You see, I grew up in a spirit-filled church like this. And I'm 51 years old today. I never gave up on the church. I never gave up on Jesus. I, love the ch I learned to love the church. I learned to love Jesus at a young age. And I believe that's what we can pass on to our children. I believe that when our children turn 18 years old and when they're 25 years old, they don't have to depart from the faith. I believe that we can instill a foundation that will serve them. But it's essential that our children and grandchildren have an encounter with Jesus at an early age. That's essential. We can't wait to... They became 18. We can't wait till they're young adults to talk to them about the things of God. We've got to instill this now. So that's why right now during this service, as we're here, mostly adults and teenagers in this room, our children's ministry staff is teaching the boys and girls right now as we speak the word of God. Right now. Every Sunday, week after week. Parents, you need to bring your children every week to church. Why? Because your kids are going to know the word of God. Every week is essential. This is why, parents, you need to bring your children to youth group every single Wednesday night. Don't ask them if they want to come or not. Just bring them. Amen. Got an amen for the youth pastor. <clears throat> By the way, don't mean to offend anybody, but it's called parenting. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. There's a lot of things I didn't ask my kids if they want to do, right? I didn't ask them. Told them to go to bed, didn't ask them if they wanted to go to bed. Told them to eat their broccoli, didn't ask them if they wanted to eat their broccoli. It's just called parenting, right? But somehow when it comes to the things of God, they become optional. They are not optional. We are training our children to love and know Jesus all the days of their life. And if you'll bring your kids to youth group every Wednesday night, they will develop over those six years a foundation of the word of God. Give the Holy Spirit a chance in what he can do in their hearts and in their lives. Many of you as parents have claimed the promise from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Anybody in the room know that promise? Proverbs 22, verse, you'll know the verse. You might not know the address. <laughs> the New International Version says, Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn away from it. Start children off on the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not turn from it. If you grew up King James like I did, you know this verse is train up a child in the way they should go. Cynthia Gary made a wonderful comment when she was talking about it from a parent's perspective. She said she believed that it was the parent's responsibility to teach the children the things of God. How many of your parents believe that in this room? That I'm not passing off that responsibility on the church or the school but we are grateful for the reinforcement of the school. We're grateful for the reinforcement that they receive every Sunday. Christian education begins in the home. The training and the development of our children begin at the home. The dinner table is the classroom. The car ride is the classroom where we have pivotal conversations that just happen. As a parent, my kids are 
in college and beyond now, but over the years of raising children, for 26 years we had children in the home, and I was constantly looking for those moments, those God moments. You know what I'm talking about, moms and dads? Those God moments. Uh, Linda and I were not rigid about it. Our daughters can tell you that we weren't rigid about it. We didn't have church every Friday night at home. You know, I mean, we didn't do it in that way. But God continued to provide moments, teachable moments. And sometimes it might be on the way to Pismo to have dinner or something in conversation. Something happened at school and it was a God moment in the classroom. It was an opportunity. Sometimes around the dinner table, sometimes at night before we go to bed, as we pray together as a family, we've done so many times, something would come up and there'd be a conversation, an opportunity to pray together. So continue throughout all those years, Christian education begins in the home and with the parents. But we are so blessed to have this ministry of Pacific Christian Preschool and School to reinforce with parents um, the Word of God and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And it's as um, I believe it was Lacey that said that only one-third of her students in her classroom attend church on a regular weekend. She absolutely is a missionary in the classroom. And we know that with things that are going on in our world today, we have lots of families and some of this, I believe some of the growth of our school over the past couple of years have to do with some things that are coming out of the Department of Education in, in Sacramento. And parents are starting to look and explore and think about private education, maybe for the first time, and think what are the options of private education. And in conversations all over this town, you'll hear people talk about Pacific Christian School because of its great heritage and its great history. And people for the very first time are even considering Christian education who might not necessarily be Christian families, but think, wow, they're going to get a quality education there. And you know, a little Jesus won't hurt them. It won't hurt them. So what an opportunity to introduce Jesus. I wish you could see the children in chapel. Every week, every Thursday, we have middle school chapel here. And every Friday morning, we have the elementary chapel. And the room is filled with students. I, last week, I had an opportunity to speak at both of those chapel services. And I was so impressed with the middle school students. Every middle school student had a Bible and a notebook and a pen, ready to take notes. And these are sixth graders and seventh graders. It's so awesome. And then on Friday, as we worship, to see this room filled with second graders and fourth graders and kindergartners and fifth graders, with their hands up, worshiping Jesus, passionate about the Lord. God is moving in this school, and we're so thankful for that. But we believe in this promise from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Start off a child on the way they should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. Can I just speak for a moment? This is not in my notes. This is for free today. Can I just say something to you? That's the way it is. I have my notes and then there's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Can I just say something to moms and dads in this room who raised your children to know and serve the Lord, but today as young adults, they're not serving the Lord and it's the greatest burden of your heart. And there's not a night that goes by that you don't lay your head on your pillow and pray for your your children to come back to, back to the Lord, that God will restore them and know the Lord. And sometimes you come across this verse, maybe you come across it in your Bible reading, and you say, yeah, but I just don't understand that verse. I just don't understand that Proverbs 22 says, we did everything that we, we could do. Can I promise you that the word of God that was instilled in them as a child is still with them today? Can I promise you 
that the Bible tells us that when the word of God goes forth, it does not come back empty. It does not return void. The Bible says that word is there. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit is still speaking to their hearts. The Holy Spirit is still drawing them to the Savior. And though, though, amen. And though they may in this season be rejecting that truth, I believe with you, I stand with you and believe that your children and your grandchildren will be restored to the Lord. We will never give up praying. We will never stop believing that our families will know and serve the Lord. Amen, everybody. Amen. So very quickly, very quickly, let me just give you some reasons of why Christian education. First, we teach the Bible and all other academic subjects are integrated with biblical truth. You heard that today. Not only do we have Bible class, but that scripture is integrated into all the subjects. We have the privilege, we have the freedom, we have the opportunity, not only to have strong academics here at our school, but to allow Christian principles and values to be inserted in the math class, in the science class, in the history class, and so that students will see and interpret these things through the lens of a Christian experience. Second, we teach children moral values. Our Christian teachers, our Christian educators help cultivate a biblical worldview. How you see a, a worldview is how you see and interpret the world. We want our children to have a biblical worldview. We want them to look to the Bible for guidance and answering life's big questions. Our teachers enhance a children's spiritual development in an intentional and nurturing way. Third, we focus on character development. It's important for you to see this, church. At Pacific Christian School, education is not just about what you know and the tests that you can pass and the knowledge uh, that you gain here. It's not just about what you know, but it's also about who you are becoming. Who you're becoming. Anybody with me today? Character matters. Character matters. And we're teaching children about God, godly character, what it means to live by the fruit of the Spirit. Fourth, our teachers model Christian principles. Our teachers model Christian principles. Teachers that we have here at Pacific Christian School are instructors that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They have affirmed our biblical beliefs and doctrines. These are teachers who model the Christian life in practice day in and day out in front of their students. I was thinking this week about the words of the Apostle Paul when he said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what these teachers are doing every day with these students. They're not saying that. They're not saying, hey, look at me. You know, I'm so holy. That's not what they're saying. But by the life they live, they are saying, follow me. Let me show you what it means to follow Christ. Fifth, we teach wisdom for lifelong decision making. We teach wisdom for lifelong decision making. Wisdom is one of the most important things that we can teach our children. Not worldly wisdom. Not wisdom that leaves God out but wisdom that comes from the fear of the Lord in the pages of the Holy Bible. In fact, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Number six, we include prayer as a part of the school day. There's still prayer in school, friends. Did you know there's still prayer in public school too, by the way, everybody? There still is. I mean, as long as there's tests, there's going to be prayer <laughs> in school. God, help me. Help me. Help me, God. Help me. Dear God, I'm desperate. But we intentionally include prayer as a part of the school day. 
students, not only, you heard it today, not only are they, do they hear prayer, not only are they taught about prayer, students develop the ability to pray and talk to the Lord themselves. Children are learning this truth from Jesus, from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. That's what, that's what first graders are learning. That's what fourth graders are learning. That you can talk to Jesus and you can ask and he will respond. You can knock and the door will be open. Finally, as the worship team comes, Pacific Christian School and Preschool, we serve to introduce every child to a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm blessed uh, every year our principal invites me to share at the beginning of the year with our church and school staff. We have some combined meetings at the beginning of every school year, preparing for this next school year that is ahead. And I have an opportunity every year to talk about the mission of Pacific Christian School and Preschool. The mission answers the question of why we exist. And what you just saw on the screen, what I just said to you, point number seven, is the mission. We exist not just to teach history and math and spelling and English and all those important subjects. We exist because we have a spiritual mission. That we have heard that call from our Savior to seek and save those that are lost and to introduce every boy and girl to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, we are not the Holy Spirit. We cannot force them to put their faith in Jesus, but we can certainly give them the opportunity and let the Holy Spirit do his work in their lives. And can I tell you, many, 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 many boys and girls have put their faith in Jesus Christ and made Jesus the Lord of their life as a result of the ministry of Pacific Christian School and Preschool. Can we give God praise for that? So I hope I helped you today. I hope I, you're wondering why Christian education. I hope I helped you a little bit today. There's more we could say, but we're out of time. I'd like to ask our principal, Rick White, our preschool director, Maureen Caldwell, to come and stand right here at the front. I want to give us as a church an opportunity to pray for the two of them right here. Why don't you stand here? Give, them, give us the opportunity to pray for them. What a big job they have leading their staffs having this opportunity to serve our students. I wonder if you'd stand to your feet, everybody, all over the house. I wonder if you'd reach your hand this way, pray God's blessing and anointing, pray God give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding that the Lord would provide everything they need for this important task, this wonderful ministry, wonderful calling. Would you join with me in prayer today? Father, today, thank you for this wonderful Sunday where we have the opportunity to feature the ministry of these schools. And God, thank you for raising up Rick and Maureen for such a time as this the call of God that is upon their lives. Lord, they have said, yes, I'll be a part of this ministry. I will serve God. Use me however you see fit, Lord. So I pray today, Lord, your blessing upon them. I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit for the task that is at hand. I pray that you would fill their hearts with the wisdom of God. Give them knowledge. Give them understanding. Help them to see clearly. Help them to have discernment. Help them to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Help them to be led every day by your Holy Spirit. The days sometimes are long. Sometimes they're challenging. Sometimes, Lord, it feels like all we do is solve problems. But Lord, you are present in the middle of all of it. And Lord, as a result of these leaders and their staffs, we are making a difference in this community for Christ. Entire families have been changed, Lord, because of the ministry of this school. So I pray you'd bless them and use them. I pray that you would encourage them today, God. 
Strengthen them and give them joy. Meet every need. Let your blessings be upon their families, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Once again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Special thanks to those of you who give so generously to make this ministry possible. If God has put it on your heart to give, please visit our website at pacificchristian.net. And if you enjoyed today's message, please consider subscribing, sharing with your friends on social media, and giving us a rating in iTunes. This will enable us to expand our reach and share the message of Christ with more people. Until next time, God bless you.